0: named later and you should recognize
1: me well hello everybody and we are in another edition of the players named later podcast i'm ed that's dan and we are not doing football today we are going to be covering hockey since we've been teasing it for the last month and a half danny boy you're a new hockey fan how's the sport treating you I'm
0: absolutely in love with it. By far my favorite sport um, to watch right now. And just
1: overall, probably top two. All right. Well, we're going to go over the stats. We're going to talk about everything. These stats are from yesterday. They did not include any games from last night, mainly because this was made yesterday. But here we go. All right. So, Dan, let's start talking about the division standings. And let's go to the Atlantic. Atop the division and at the bottom of the division are two of the biggest stories from this division. And that's the Florida Panthers and the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, so the Panthers aren't that big of a surprise to me.
0: Um, I guess you can say they're kind of a surprise when we're looking at the Lightning being right behind them. Lightning are tied with points with two less games played. So that's one way to kind of even that curve. But uh, the Panthers were were my pick to win this division in the beginning, to win the cup in the beginning of the year, if you remember it. So I'm not too surprised by this. The Canadians here is one of did,
1: the... Now, Now, before we get off of that, did Coach Q getting fired in Florida change that at all?
0: I think Florida has a bigger lead in the division if Coach Q doesn't get fired.
1: And if you look, the Toronto Maple Leafs have two games in hand on the Florida Panthers and sit four points behind them. So Toronto's kind of very much in the mix. Does that shock you at all? A little bit when you just i mean
0: i wasn't that high on them i i think and this is something we're going to talk about here probably a little bit later but i think the eastern conference i think your eight teams are set unless one team sneaks in
1: uh, that's a pretty bold prediction given the fact that the bruins currently sit in that wild card 2 spot with 40 points Although they do have a four-point lead with four games in hand on Detroit, so maybe not too far off.
0: And Detroit's that team that I'm thinking of as far as that may be able to sneak into that, to that last spot.
1: They sit at 16, 16, and 4, they have played 36 games going into last night. Now let's talk about the Canadiens, and they say that one player does not make a team, but not having Carey Price and having Jake Allen in goal – the Canadians at 723 and 4 after making the finals last year. Now granted, Canada and COVID kind of drastically helped that. Or that was it last year or was it 2 years ago? They made the they made the finals. It doesn't matter, but still how have the Canadians fallen? They've also lost their coach, I believe. I may be wrong on that, but uh if not, it'll be soon. Yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure on if
0: they've lost their coach either. There's been so many, so many moves so early on, which is something that I guess is something you can kind of clue me in on here. Is this normal for coaches to be moved like this so early on in a season before we even hit the halfway point? Well,
1: okay, so there have been five that have been fired this year. Five, but two- F- were fired or resigned, correct? Right, but two of them are kind of extenuating circumstances with Quenville and the sex scandal in Chicago and Paul Maurice resigning. Despite the fact his team is not playing bad. Um, That was the Winnipeg coach, correct? Yes. The Winnipeg Jets. He was one of the longest tenure coaches in the NHL and he said he's got all he can. And I don't know if it was one of those things where, Resign before we fire you, kind of thing, where we're going to show you respect because you've been here for twelve years. So I, oh, I so
0: if I remember correctly, that press conference, because I listen to a lot of NHL radio in the car now. Uh, that's actually almost all I listen to, and I believe mm-hmm. listening to that press conference, he said that he just felt like the team needed a new voice, and yes. that, like he like they needed a new voice. And then I want to say that they they've had a pretty decent run here since he's resigned, so he may not have been completely wrong in that.
1: It's still, it's weird to have somebody who's been in that. It would be the equivalent for Mike Tomlin to resign six games into the season next year. Right. Yeah. No, still because the, the because the Steelers that. are three and three. Gotcha. So, which I mean, it's fun to think about the Steelers losing, but Montreal, um, they, they need something. Their stars have not been there. I love Jake Allen. I loved him when he was here, but he's a backup goaltender. Um, Carey
0: Price does not finish his career in Montreal. He gets moved.
1: I think and Carey Price may be done in the NHL. I don't know. I think Carey
0: Price may show his face in a, on a different Canadian team in the West.
1: Oh, conspiracy theories galore. Let's move on to the Metro. The Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers sit atop that division, although... Carolina has played three less games. I'm sorry, four less games than the Rangers. The Caps sit at 49 points. Carolina also has four games in hand on them. Pittsburgh's at 45 points. Carolina has a game in hand on them. So Carolina is running this division right now. And rightfully so. They are one of the most exciting teams in hockey, I would say. And I think, oh yeah, and their fan base is, is amazing. Who would have thought that hockey in Carolina would be a thing? Kind of makes you wonder if ba- that's going to be the next venue for baseball. Yeah. <sighs> it's, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they ever decide
0: to sign a CBA.
1: Yeah, that's a different story for a different show. Uh, we have the Philadelphia Flyers who fired Elaine Vigneault. I was going to ask you if you could <laughs> pronounce that name just by looking at it. but uh, I, The answer would have been, though. Yeah. Elaine Vigneault got fired by the Flyers, and rightfully so, they are... 13, 15, and 7. I got a better one for you. The answer would have been Valet Bignett. No. God, ah, it's funny. And you would have been right, too. They've also given up 119 goals only behind the New Jersey Devils and the Detroit Red Wings and the Montreal Canadiens. Well, are we talking about just the East? Because if we go to the West. Oh yeah, that in the Eastern Conference. we okay. the West the, there's two different styles of hockey that are played between the East and the West. Well, I know and I'm gonna it be. shows. I know and you're the,
0: gonna have some fun here soon when we get down to the Pacific so
1: and then you have the New York Islanders who have only played twenty eight games. Uh, good news they lead the league in goals against. the bad news is they have given up eighty in twenty eight games and you have a team like Toronto who's given up eighty three and thirty three.
0: The other bad news for, uh, for the New York Islanders is you do the math, they're going to be playing almost every other night. They're going to have some dead leg players.
1: Well, let's hope that, uh, that I believe Syracuse is their minor league team. Let's hope they got some depth. And we're going to talk about depth here with the St. Louis Blues as we hop into the Western Conference. COVID has just smacked them and smacked them and smacked them again. They have started four different goaltenders. Uh, actually, I believe it's five now. Uh, Charlie Lindgren being 5-0 and o, is impressive. We're going to talk about him a little bit later on. I mean, it's gotten to the point to where Syracuse is having to sign players to PTO contracts just to play because so many players are in St. Louis. Uh, they're starting to get healthy, although they do have dames like Peron, Shen, Tarasenko, all on the COVID list right now. Um, which that would be a hell of a line, by the way. They still sit at 21-10-5, 47 points good for second in the West, and they have played the same amount of games – or second in the Central, the same amount of games as Nashville. Colorado has four games in hand and are one point back. Surging. They are surging. And right, they should. Colorado is a damn good hockey team. Colorado looks to be um,
0: the best team
1: and in the, the hockey. The Blues smack dab punched the wild in the face in the coldest winter classic ever and one of the coldest sporting events ever in Minnesota at night. It was uh, it it was an amazing scene. And and the Blues proved if when healthy, they are one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NHL. Um, We do have two disappointments in the bottom of the division. And Arizona for just so many reasons. But Chicago. You know, everybody was high on Chicago getting Marc-Andre Fleury, and then Jeremy Colliton got fired because Chicago is playing terrible. Kane and Taves are probably at the end of their rope. They've already jettisoned, um, I believe, Brent Seabrook's gone. I'm not sure about Duncan Keith, but if not, he should be. Uh, <laughs> you know, Alex DeBrinckit is a good young star, but I don't know if they got anything else. Mark Andre Fury gets traded up before the deadline. I I did i do not agree with that. The Blackhawks at twelve eighteen and five with twenty-nine points. Third worst in the Western Conference, and only the Islanders. Oh well, the Islanders, Sabres, Senators, and Canadiens are worst in the East. So but the what are the boy, those teams are bad. Canada's not having a good, uh, not a good year. Let's talk about the Pacific division, the Anaheim Ducks. They sit second in the Pacific, 45 points, played the same amount of games as the Golden Knights and sit two points behind 19 are 19, 12 and seven with only a plus 10 goal differential, but they've, They've been in a lot of close games, and they found ways to win.
0: Goaltending, goaltending, goaltending. John Gibson is playing um, great right now. I don't care what you say. John Gibson is playing great hockey, and he is by far one of the better goaltenders in the league to this point in the season.
1: I don't disagree with you, but I don't necessarily agree that it's all goaltending. They have a lot of young players. They, they just have found ways to win. And they're, I don't know if it's sustainable, but boy, is it going to be fun to watch. Then you have the three teams in the bottom of this division, the Edmonton Oilers, who are a grave disappointment. They sit at 38 points. Now granted, they're only two points out of a playoff spot. They've only played 34 games. They are 18-4-2, and they do have Leandro Isidle and Connor McJesus. However, they should not be one, two, three, four, five, six in an eighteen division.
0: Not at if, all. I mean, they do have four games in hand, but even that—that's not. They go on a run. Maybe they make a little bit up, but it's not anywhere near enough, in my opinion. That team is speaking of goaltending. That team needs a goaltender.
1: Boy, didn't you say something about? Marc-Andre Fleury going to a Canadian team?
0: I said something about Carey Price maybe showing his face in another Canadian team, but Marc-Andre Fleury is a is an option, I, I believe, too. Um, I think there's a few options out there. There's another goaltender that's going to be making his return that may end up opening up a goaltender to move. That's a lot of
1: goaltenders we're talking about, a lot of attendees. Well, you have to because I think – in baseball, it's the closer. In football, it's, pin, yeah. In football, it's the quarterback. In basketball, it's your point guard. And in hockey, it's your goaltender. If you have those players at, at elite levels, and you have them as the best that they are, you're gonna you're gonna win a lot of hockey games. And I do believe. I, I I do believe that you should talk a lot about goaltenders. You absolutely should.
0: I mean, especially in this situation, as far as the way it. I mean, as far as what you look, just the Ducks. I believe Gibson's playing some of the best hockey of his career, and I believe that that's part of that's one of the main reasons why they're up there. You look at the Oilers. They should be doing a lot better with the offensive power they have, mm-hmm. and they're not. Um. I'm slightly surprised at the Kraken sitting at last. I will eat some crow on that.
1: I had. Okay. Visit. No, no. I warned you about this when, <sighs> when we did our season preview kind of thing, even when we did our month into the season show. Expansion. Okay. In the history of the NHL, there has been two franchises out of the, what's, what's 32 minus six, 20, 26? Out of the 26 teams that have came into the league that weren't the original six, there have been two major franchises that saw success in their first season. The Vegas golden Knights and the St. Louis blues. And that's been it. I warned you about this, Dan. It doesn't help that Seattle, you know, it doesn't help with, with COVID injuries are t- a terrible thing. You know that they lost Jaden Schwartz for an indisclosed amount of time because of a, wrist surgery but still philip philip grubauer is not a slouch he's not a slouch no but he's not played the way he needs to play agreed i mean he that's leads what the i was getting
0: ready to say i'm very he, like part of the reason why i'm surprised is because of how solid of a
1: goalie i thought grubauer was he's second in losses he he leads the league in goals against he has an 882 save percentage and a 3.34 goals against uh, yikes! You know, and just just to put this out there, okay, goalie shares, which is uh, think of it as war for for goaltenders. Okay, he has a one point four goalie point share. Charlie Lindgren for the St. Louis Blues, who's five and zero, played in five games, has a one point three. So yeah,
0: no, I mean, hey, look, I, I I was wrong on that. I was expecting a lot more. Um, then what I got, but it's all right. I'll, I'll take that one in stride.
1: Do you want to kind of renege on this and, and go back on the crowd? I mean, I,
0: I mean, I, you I think still think
1: they're a playoff team. Absolutely not. Okay.
0: So absolutely wrong.
1: Not. Oh, I, I, yeah, I was wrong. wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. All right. Let's talk about the point leaders and there is no surprise at who sits at top. The goals and the points for the NHL. Leon Dreisaitl, 26 goals, 27 assists, 53 points. I think the dude's pretty good. Is is playing next to Connor McDavid, who has 19 goals, 34 assists, and 53 points as well. Does that help? Do you think that would help, Dan? I think so. Um, I also think that...
0: There have been some offensive struggles there of late for that team.
1: Oh, absolutely. But let me explain this to you in a baseball thing that may help you understand more. I believe it was 1998, the home run chase, what have you. And I'm going to look this up real quick. But St. Louis had obviously had Mark McGuire, but they also had in center field Ray Lankford completely underrated center fielder, very very good. Uh do you know what he did in 1998? Shoot. I've got to find it cuz his Wikipedia stats are terrible. Oh, Baseball Reference. That's where I need to go. I believe and I'm like I said, not 100% on this. I believe he had something like 40 home runs that year? Uh he didn't do that again. Was I should he really that, these was, was he in that Balco report, too? He was not. In 1998, he had 31 home runs. Maybe so should this, been? in should ni- uh, have no. In 1997, okay, so 94, 19 home runs, 95, 25 home runs, 96, 21 home runs. We acquired Mark McGuire in 1997, 31 home runs, 1998, 31 home <laughs> runs, 99, McGuire, 15 home runs. 26, 19, 15, 4, and 6. So there you go. So what you're saying is? Having a stud playing in front of you will help you tremendously. Or having a stud play with you will help you. Uh, Also, we have Alexander Ovechkin who's trying That's to That's why
0: you do so well, because you got this stud with
1: you. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Thank you for the compliment, Dick. Uh, we also have Alexander Ovechkin, 24 goals, 28 assists, 52 points. The dude doesn't age, and he doesn't he's got a, age and Boy, does he want that record. Oh, he's – you know what? I've been I, – I don't I want him to catch Gretzky, but now I kind of do. I really kind of do. I don't
0: uh, know how anybody can hate Ovi, unless you're a Pittsburgh fan.
1: Well, no, I just I just – Wayne Gretzky's God, and I don't want anybody to touch him, but – Yeah, you got to love Alexander Ovechkin. Um, You also have Austin Matthews, 22 goals, 14 assists, 36 points. You know, Austin Matthews is is an elite-level player. I just wonder if he would do better outside of Toronto, outside of that high-pressure situation. If you put him somewhere like Colorado or Nashville or Florida or Carolina, if he doesn't have 30 goals by now, because he is that talented. Troy Terry has come onto the scene. He's got 22 goals and 14 assists. And then you have Alex Dabrinkit, who I believe is now, he should be the focal point of the Chicago offense. It shouldn't be Kane. It shouldn't be Taves. It should be Alex Dabrinkit. You also have Chris Kreider. He's got 21 goals. And Tomas Hurdle, 20 goals. And he is now the star in San Jose after we had... Marlowe and Thornton for a long time. I I think that's Hurdle's team. Uh, We can't leave out Jonathan Huberdoo in Florida. He's got 33 assists. And what do you know about Nazem Qadri? I know he is in a contract year, and he is playing out of his mind. Do you know he's also one of the dirtiest players in the NHL? Is this opinion or fact? Oh, this is fact. You can find it on YouTube. This is fact. There's Tom Wilson, there's PK Subban, and there's Nazem Kadri. You Whoa, can throw in Ryan Reeves. You can throw in Ryan Reeves and Brad Marchand, put all five of them on the ice and the penalty minutes will explode. Granted, you will get a lot of goals out of those people too. But those are some terribly dirty players. Like I want you to look up Nazem Kadri when we get off of here on YouTube, look up Nazem Kadri dirty and just watch what he does. Because yeah. he he has done some dumb stuff. Um, we also got to talk about some of the defending guys. Adam Fox, the reigning Norris Trophy winner. Uh, him and Victor Hedman, they were head to head last year. They've been head to head for a couple of years. He's a good young defenseman for the Rangers. The Rangers are good. The Rangers are really good.
0: And Victor uh, Hedman's gonna be in that conversation again this year.
1: Oh, Victor Hedman he should always be in that conversation. He's like. He's Nick Lindstrom without the positive press in Detroit. In fact, he may be better than Nick Lindstrom. Uh, You also got to mention Morgan Riley in Toronto, Ryan Lindgren on his defensive pairing with the Rangers, Justin Falk with St. Louis. Who's who's had your question here?
0: What are your thoughts on on one more? What are your thoughts on Quinn Hughes?
1: Okay, so there we go. Um, That was the last guy I was going to bring up. His career will be wasted in Vancouver. Okay. <laughs> he is a mega star on defense. Um, I think he's better than Jack Hughes as far as an NHL player, and his career will be wasted in Vancouver. He needs to get out of there and get with a good team because Vancouver is not a good team at all. They haven't been a good team, and they're not going to be a good team. They sit sixteen, fifteen, and three, thirty-five points. Granted, they are five points out of a playoff spot, but they also fired Travis Green. So a lot of that is kind of the new coach, Booty, getting in there. I was going to say, they've been surging,
0: haven't they? If I'm not mistaken, they've been Yeah, surgeon. after, after <laughs> they
1: fired Travis Green, they did win a few games. I believe uh, they hired uh, – got to double-check that. But I believe Claude Julien is their new coach. We should be r- way more prepared for this, Daniel. Bruce Boudreaux. Well, I mean, Bruce Boudreaux is their, is their new coach. And they got – a smart hockey guy in Jim Rutherford as their interim general manager. They do play. They did just lose to the Florida Panthers five to two. Yeah. They the, did lose to Florida yeah, last last night. last night. Yeah. So uh, they, they now do sit at hockey 500. Um, but well, I mean, uh,
0: my excuse is, is, I'm new to this. You,
1: your excuse is There is no
0: excuse. It's inexcusable.
1: Well, you had 24 hours to prepare and you are as unprepared as I am. Uh or let's maybe. talk let's talk about some of the goalie leaders. Uh UC Soros, nineteen nine and one 929 save percentage, 221 goals against average with two shutouts, 6.9 in the goalie shares. Uh the dude's the reason why Nashville is where they are. In- 6.9
0: in goalie shares seems extremely high. It's now- very high like almost like not sustainable
1: Is it that the dude, high The dude sat behind Pekka Rene for a couple of years and maybe it's sustainable then. I think this is an Aaron Rodgers kind of situation Okay, uh, that's very relatable to so, me Um he's a good goaltender, he's playing out of his mind in Nashville. I don't think Nashville's sustainable right now. I think they have gotten the jump on a lot of good teams and taken advantage of a, a of a schedule here, but I don't think Nashville will be at the top of this division at the end of the year.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think I think everybody can agree to that. The Cal-
1: they have the Colorado
0: Avalanche have four games in hand and they're what two points behind, so I don't I don't think anybody would really argue that with you.
1: I think Soros and the Preds are going to come back down, but he he's had a hell of a start and he is definitely in the Vesna conversation. Also, always in the Vesna conversation is Andre Vasilevsky. 196 yep. and 3, 63 points, two 923 save percentage, 223 goals against average, two shutouts. He plays for Tampa Bay. That's all that needs to be said. You know, if, if you're a goaltender for Tampa Bay and you can keep 90% of the shots out of the net, you're going to be in the Vesna conversation. And Vasilevsky is a damn good goaltender. Uh, We also got to mention Frederick Anderson in Carolina, probably one of the biggest steals that Carolina was able to get. He's 18-5-0. He's only given up 44 goals, 929 save percentage, 196 goals against. He also has four assists. That's insane. For a goaltender, absolutely. But that's that's what Carolina does. A lot of long stretch breakout passes, and they have a lot of guys that can put it in the net from anywhere on the ice. Uh, we got to talk about Jack Campbell too. He's got a sub two goals against average at 1.99. He has had four shutouts for Toronto, so maybe the Leafs are more for real than anything else. Do the Leafs go the way Jack Campbell goes? I know they have all the slam dunk, slam dunk. it's It's like having AJ Green and Andy Dalton. AJ Green can be a stud wide receiver and catch everything you throw to him, but if Andy Dalton's off. AJ Green's not going to be able to do anything. You know, and he, AJ Green can catch all the passes he wants and take them for touchdowns. But if Andy Dalton's throwing pick after pick after pick, there's not a lot you can do there. You know what I mean? Matter, yeah. Um, we already talked about Charlie Lindgren, who's played in five games, won five games, 1.22 goals against the average, which, because he's played in five games, qualifies for the NHL, 958 save percentage, and he's in the minor leagues. Now, that's what COVID does to you. Bennington was on the COVID list. Billy Huso got hurt. In steps Charlie Lindgren.
0: He's he's got to be a taxi squad guy, eh?
1: Uh, I honestly, I'd put him back in Springfield. I would send him back to Springfield and let him play. He 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 came from Montreal, where he was in a logjam behind Carey Price. So they let him go and dude's a stud. And he has one of the greatest mustaches in a hockey. So you got to give him that. There is some great facial hair in St. Louis above the lip between him and the mustache. That Justin Falk is growing. I want you to look at that mustache right now, Dan. Justin Falk's mustache. Just Google it and be amazed. Um, you know, we got to mention Jacob Markstrom in Calgary. Five shutouts and a 2.15 goals against average. That is a hell of a stash. If that team can play better in front of him, Jacob Markstrom would be in the, that's in the conversation. Tristan Jari benefits from the people he has in front of him. He's 17, five and three. He's given up 52 goals, and, but he does have a 1.94 goals against average. He's played a lot of hockey and he's got three shutouts, but, and a 931 save percentage, maybe Jari is for real because he started rocky in his career in Pittsburgh. And then we got Marc-Andre Fleury. Now, Marc-Andre Fleury is not as bad as... 10-11 and, and 2, 65 goals against, uh, 9-10 save percentage, 292 goals against average, and two shutouts. He's a, he's a better goaltender than what Chicago is as a team. And he has kept Chicago in a lot of games when Kane and Taves and DeBrinckit haven't shown up. I think it's time to blow up Chicago and it makes me so happy to say that. I
0: think it's time to blow up Chicago as well. I don't know if there's really an argument against it to be completely honest with you. Um, Everybody has to blow up like you, and especially with learning about how hockey salary works. Yeah, there's, there's definitely blow up periods for teams. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Chicago win a cup within the last five to 10 years too?
1: Uh, I believe so. Yeah, they won one recently. Uh, Sorry. 2011, I believe, was the last one they won. i you gotta look that up for me. Um, but let's let's switch some gears here and let's talk about something else that's blowing up, and that is the relationship between the Arizona Coyotes and the city of Glendale. How much do you know about this, Dan? Uh, they do. <clears throat> Glendale's where they're supposed to be moving, right? Because they're currently lo- located in Phoenix. Am I correct on this? No, they play They play in Glendale. That's where their arena is. Okay. It, Are it's they, a lot like the, the Arizona Cardinals playing Tempe instead of Phoenix. Aren't they? So, so I, okay. So
0: I know the arena Their their contracts done with the arena and it has not been renewed. We know that they were almost locked out of the arena as well for, for, they were, for unpaid they were locked out. Um, and I believe they're trying to build a new arena and they're trying to build like a new
1: district or something, uh, which does not have the votes to pass for the city of Tempe. So the city council will not approve that move. Additionally, contractors are being brought in to place bids to turn the Glendale arena into a non hockey venue. So I know hockey is important or the NHL views the Phoenix, Arizona, Market as uh, viable, mainly because it's where we got Austin Matthews. But it seems like the Arizona Coyotes will be playing elsewhere. Now, we've discussed this a few times about where they could go, whether it be Quebec City, whether it be Houston, or somewhere else. I know the NHL likes Quebec City, but Quebec City doesn't seem to like the NHL. There were, there were discussions there with Gary Bettman, so I'm still I'm still on the NHL the Houston train. Uh, yeah, I don't it, it, I mean it makes too much sense. They're already in the Central Division. It puts them back in the Central Time Zone. It 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 enforces natural rivalries everywhere. Brings back a classic color scheme. I love it. Atlanta, <laughs> no. No, I, no. I, I, I had to, no, no. I had to get your out. Atlanta's taken enough from people. Um, but I think another thing we're going to see is how COVID plays into this whole situation too, because yes. it could have, a, it could have a lot of a situation where they can't be in Canada because Canada isn't allowing hockey players to come yes. because of travel restrictions. And we all know Texas is not exactly a, um, how do I want to word this? There's not a lot of limitations in Texas for anything, as long as you're, you know, white and Christian. Um, Oh, you think that could get us in trouble for me saying that? No, we'll be all right. Uh, People have to listen to this for me to get in trouble. Anyway. So hockey in Texas seems like it could be viable if it's the Arizona Coyotes who could be the Houston Aeros next year. Um, but back to the COVID situation, we know that the NHL is not going to the Olympics. Are you sad for that?
0: At first, yes. Now, no. Because I just want to see the NHL get through a full season, and with all the COVID postponements and cancellations, they, they can't afford to
1: send players. It also helps that they do they did factor in the Olympic break which is where all these games will should be, be, made made up. Up. Should so. be made up should be
0: made up the other thing too that is helps. yeah to to also just to kind of put it out there like I don't know if you were watching it all but I watched the first day and a half of the World Juniors and then that got canceled They're rescheduling yeah. that for the summer
1: That's um that's rough That that's that's something you just don't see um but I mean, at least the NHL kind of lucked out this being an Olympic year, For as sure. far as COVID goes. But I do, I, I, I mean, it's here to stay. I think that maybe as as vaccines evolve and as the protocols evolve, that COVID is going to be less of a factor. But I think you're still going to have the COVID, the COVID list, and I think the taxi squads are here to stay. For how long? Permanent. You think this is
0: a forever thing now?
1: I do. I do. And I think that in the next CBA, you're going to have a lot of COVID provisions <clears throat> as far as how salaries are figured, <clears throat> especially toward the salary cap, because there have been a few teams that haven't been able to play with 18 skaters this, this year and last year because of salary cap
0: restrictions. I think that has to change. I 100, uh, before when we talked about it, I kind of disagreed with you, but it was because I didn't understand it fully. But after seeing the way that has to change, they have to make those provisions.
1: But I also believe that it will be exploited by several people. I mean, I mean, you're ta- you're going to be there. There, there's. It's going to be a work in progress because I can see a team that's up against the cap saying, "Oh well, we we're going to make this trade if." We keep X amount of salary in the COVID protocol. So you're going to be in COVID for two weeks. And then when you're done, you're going to go. And then when you're done, oh, you need a break. Well, we don't want to put you on, the, on an injured list for X amount of time. So we're just going to say you have COVID. And we're well, going to get you a little that, bit of a break. The
0: way that that can kind of be fought against also is that can kind of be fought against when you think of it from
1: an aspect of you have to pop a positive test. Can't just say I mean, this person has COVID. Symptoms? Isn't that enough? Well,
0: aren't they talking about lowering the lowering the timeline for asymptomatic
1: players? They are, but uh, it's a work in progress. All of this is a work in progress. I mean, and you already see the salary cap exploited. Look at what, if I'm
0: not mistaken, look at what Tampa did last year, right? Isn't no. that something you were telling me about?
1: Yes, Tampa... I mean, but to be fair, they tried to close that loophole in Tampa Bay. When they voted to close that loophole, was the only one that voted to close it. So, it's kind of like a certain timeout that was called on Monday Night Football to aim the regular season or Sunday Night Football where, I mean, oh, okay, so if his the best there, part. I'm going
0: to do it. There's too. another team this season that potentially could be looking to exploit that salary cap loophole, which is The Vegas Golden Knights with Jack Eichel.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, he is on long-term IR, so we'll see. But I, they're going to have to make a move. But is that move going to be moving
0: Packer like keeping Packeradio on long-term IR for that salary cap relief? And now they have more time to figure out what they want to do, because Eichel's skating again. Granted, he's wearing the red sweater,
1: but he's skating again, so he's on the path to return. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's going to be interesting. It is. Well, it, it's going to be something we'll have to see. I I personally hate the rule, but I I personally hate the salary cap. But you got you got to have something in place, or else you're going to wind up with NHL players making four hundred million dollars, like you you're see
0: in baseball.
1: Yeah. Although baseball does have the luxury tax, but it's just there's no point to the the luxury tax keeps the Tampa Bay Rays alive. Correct. So let's move on from there. Um, Give me some of your big surprises this year. Not just stats, not just standings, but some things that have really surprised you this year as a newer hockey fan, whether it be you expected to see more fights and that hasn't really happened yet.
0: That is one. I have expected to see more fights. Um, The other thing is, all the postponements is the NHL's take on COVID, and I'm trying to walk a thin line here. Um, I feel like their COVID protocols may be a
1: little extreme compared to the other sports. Correct. Okay, let me explain why. They Canada. Have, exactly. Canada.
0: No, I know I can't.
1: The, N- the NFL doesn't have to worry about any other league or any other country other than the U.S., and that's probably going to change relatively, I'd say, within the next ten years. Basketball only has to worry about the Toronto Raptors, right? There's no team in Vancouver anymore. Correct. Okay, so all the and they can play in Buffalo. Baseball. Baseball solved that problem when Toronto played in Buffalo. Right. But hockey has seven franchises in – I believe it's seven – franchises in Canada. No, I, I
0: understand why. I'm just kind of surprised by it. You're just asking me for some of my surprises. Another thing that kind of surprises me is, is a specific player, and that's Nazem Kadri. He was not somebody that – I was just doing my research early on. He was not a name I was expecting to hear as much as I have and the way that that guy plays. I mean, contract here the one thing that I have noticed about him is he seems to fade in the playoffs and homeboy can't do that this year in the playoffs. If, if he wants to get paid.
1: That's true. That is true. Um, I'm trying to get some stats on him on the suspensions he's had, but, uh, yeah, what are some of
0: why you're kind of doing, I'm going to make you do two things at once here. Who is your biggest, Surprise! Which I feel like I know this answer Your biggest surprise In a positive manner in the standings
1: And then your biggest surprise Is a losing manner in the standings They both come in the central And I think you know exactly who I'm talking about in it's the central St- It's the St. Louis Blues Without a doubt it's the Blues For From all a the winning stuff-
0: perspective
1: Oh absolutely yes okay. All the stuff that they have done it's It's been Impressive I will say that's, no, not the,
0: that's not the answer I was expecting. I will say the, that.
1: Enlighten me. What, what were you expecting?
0: Um, I thought your biggest surprise was my biggest surprise, which is the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, they're up there. I'm pretty sure we both picked them to finish close to last in the Pacific in the beginning of the year.
1: And as far as the biggest disappointment? Yeah. Chicago Blackhawks. Hands okay. On.
0: So my, I mean, my biggest disappointment is actually going to be the New York Islanders.
1: Well, before we get there, I did find Kadri's stats. Okay. He, has, he was suspended November 14th, 2013 for goaltender interference with Nick Backstrom, and he deserved it. He was suspended March 18th, 2015 for an illegal check to the head of Matt Frazier, and that was gruesome. He was suspended April 4th, 2016 for cross-checking Luke Glenn Denning. That was bad. April 13th, 2018 for Tommy Wingles. April 15th, 2019, April has not been a good month for Nazem Kadri, suspended for cross-checking D- Jake DeBrusque, and May 21st, 2021, in the playoffs for seven games for an illegal check to the head of Justin Falk. In the playoffs, and you know what all these have in common? March, April, 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 May. The end of the year. yeah, No, not necessarily the playoffs, but it's definitely the end of the year. Plays good for about 65 games and then does something stupid at the end of the year. He has 2020 and 2014, 2014, 2017, and 2020 are the only years where he hasn't been suspended. So there you go. Like I said, I still want you to go on YouTube and check that out, so um, yeah, just so just just, just so you have that.
0: So taking that out of perspective, right because I'm a new fan, Sure, put yourself in my shoes.
1: Okay. when, you think, about,
0: when, when you think about the Colorado Avalanche, okay, I hate them. Kadri is definitely not one of the names you would have been expecting to hear as much as you have this season.
1: No. No, I disagree. Um, he plays with Gabe Landeskog. He plays with Nate McKinnon. That's what I mean. You're
0: going to expect to hear names like Landeskog, McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the other? What's the other big? The the big the big. Uh, they <sighs> Give me a second, because now I'm mad that I can't. I'm uh, like starting to learn these names. Uh, Bravosky.
1: Barakowski. That guy, yeah. Wow. Kyle
0: Bacher. I mean,
1: Kale McCarr. Yeah. I I said gravy. I said Kale's
0: name wrong on purpose.
1: Good. Um, gravy.
0: Now but but I mean to I'm, be I'm, gonna, I'm gonna expect to hear those names a lot more than I hear
1: Codgers. To be fair, in thirty games, he has forty eight points this Which year. Ridiculous. 20. Right. Um, in fifty-six games last year, he had thirty-two. In fifty-one games in nineteen twenty, he had thirty-six. In seventy-three games in eighteen nineteen, it with Toronto, he 18, had forty-four. 19?
0: That's a long time ago.
1: He had four. That's pre-COVID. No, no, no. He,
0: eighteen nineteen. Oh, you're talking about
1: two thousand eighteen, two thousand nine. <laughs> Do you feel like that was a good representation of at? <laughs> He had forty four points. So he's had the most points he's had since seventeen eighteen when he had fifty six. And he's already he's gonna, at forty-eight. He's gonna blow fifty-six points out of the water this season. He played all eighty-two games in sixteen seventeen and had sixty-two points. Thirty-three goals, twenty nine assists for Toronto. Um yeah, the dude's gonna the dude's gonna set a lot of stuff, a lot of personal records, and a lot of that's playing with Colorado. I think he, um, uh, the West is a more see the West used to be really hard and tight checking and a few teams still play that way. But a lot of teams play the West wide open.
0: I'm pretty sure I might have swayed your opinion a little bit after you looking back on the, at those stats.
1: Oh, no, I'm still not surprised because of who he plays with. OK, That's fair, if he can stay if he can stay out of the penalty box and he can stay away from um being suspended, he'll be fine. Move your hand. As far as everything else, we the, the goaltender you were referring to that is coming back, Tuka Rask, yes. signed with Boston yes. after hip uh, and retirement and everything else. Seems like he's on his way back. Tuka, Tuka. There's another signing that, I mean, could potentially happen. And that is Evander Kane. Vander teams, Kane
0: does sign with the team.
1: Teams are talking about it, and I don't understand why. Because the dude is a train wreck right now. Talented player, talented player. But uh, what do you know about the Evander Kane saga, Dan?
0: Uh, if I can sum it up in two words: hookers and blow. Gambling too.
1: Okay. Gambling I can sum it two. I can sum it up in two words. Golden Knights. Vegas pre-1980. No, Golden Knights. He will not Gambling? sign? Vegas. Gambling? Oh, Knights with an N. Got it. That's clever. I also think there's a potential that they sign him. Uh yeah, I would say he bounced around a lot. He was wit. He was. Uh, he started with the Atlanta Thrashers and had a thirty goal season his first year in Winnipeg, the the franchise's first year in Winnipeg. That was a high water mark until eighteen nineteen when he played seventy five games and had thirty goals and fifty six points. He also had one hundred and fifty three penalty minutes that year, so that was a career high as well. And that was the year that the Sharks went almost the whole way, but the blues killed them in the finals. I believe or the Western conference finals. Like, yeah, yeah. So, um, and he has yet to play in the NHL this year. He did play five games. I believe he's suspended.
0: Is he still suspended?
1: I believe, I believe so. He did play five. No, he's not. He did play five games with the San Jose Barracuda of the AHL. Two goals, six assists for eight points in five games, with only two penalty minutes. So the dude's talented. He's uh, he was fourth. He was drafted fourth overall in the twenty nineteen, or I'm sorry, the two thousand and nine entry draft. He's only thirty. He's a big. He's a big boy. He's six two two ten. So he's a left handed left winger. I mean, he's got value if he can keep his shit clean. Just but there's. There's a lot, a lot of baggage there. And I mean a lot of baggage there. Um, Speaking of a lot of baggage, the Pittsburgh Penguins were sold. Did you, did you read this? Did you hear about this? They were sold to the Fenway Sports Group
0: thing or whatever that owns the Red Sox, correct?
1: Yes. It's not uncommon for owners and ownership groups to own more than one franchise in more than one city. Stan Kroenke, the jackass that he is, owns the Los Angeles Rams, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche. So it's I not mean, uh, the Cons and,
0: own one of the Premier League teams as well, I believe. Yeah,
1: that, well, that's just a matter of time before Jacksonville becomes London before I don't know they if that ever the happens, Union. But that's they for will, a different show. They will be the Union Jackson ten, in less than ten years. That's what I was talking about with the NFL having to deal with more than just America. In 1999, when Lemieux came back, Pittsburgh was a poor franchise and they did not have the money to pay him. So what they did, they offered him a stake in the ownership club. And he became part owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins, a a big part owner of the Penguins. And when they sold to the Fenway Partnership Group, Lemieux is probably going to make somewhere around Three hundred and fifty million dollars. Three hundred and fifty million dollars for a player. <clears throat> I wonder. I wonder if they regret that contract. Well, you know okay. Okay. You so, know
0: so I, so you're gonna, you're gonna probably scold me a little bit because you're be the his, the historian that you are. But how many championships did Lemieux bring them? Ooh, one, I believe. Ninety-three. And you know what? They may not. They may not. They may not hate it as much as much as you think.
1: Oh no! They absolutely do not regret it because when you can bring back a hockey god to your city, you bring back a hockey god to your city. And he, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins, did get a time where they had Sidney Crosby and Mario Lemieux playing together. You can't get much better than that. No, it would be. It would be like. As much as I hate saying that because I hate Crosby. If I could think of a second good Baltimore Oriole player, I would make that equivalent. Uh, okay, first of all. All I can pick up is Brooks Robinson. Okay, Cal Ripken, Frank Robinson. Okay, fine. Um, it would be the equivalent of Brooks Robinson and Cal Ripken playing on the same side of the infield. Jim Palmer as a pitcher. Uh, you. J- to- Jim Palmer did play with Brooks Robinson, though,
0: didn't he? You might be right. I, I've just I got so that's like of, Yarmir Yar. I got slightly offended as as you saying you couldn't think of more than one good Oriole player.
1: It is impressive that you couldn't think of one that's played in the last twenty years though. So I mean I'll I'll go on to limit
0: say Manny Machado, but he's still in the prime of his career.
1: And he's also not a Baltimore Oriole. He was. Eh, well, ifs and buts, you know. Um, there's another person that I wonder if they regret anything, and this happened apparently last night. Um, so they're. The NHL likes to market super fans, celebrity super fans for each franchise. The Blues have John Hamm. uh, They've done it with Vince Vaughn, a number of celebrities in LA and New York. Florida had one in Kevin Spacey. Now, it's obvious that Kevin Spacey in the NHL, the NHL doesn't want to talk about Kevin Spacey being a super fan of anything. So instead, Kodak Black makes an appearance at a Florida Panthers game last night. I didn't get to catch that game, Ed. What happened? Well, his penis also made an appearance multiple times in and out, in and out, in and out, as they showed it on the scoreboard of him having a chick bent over in his suite. And it wasn't just like you could tell he was behind her. She was bent over a seat. Her her hands were palms down on the floor. Everything was fully in view. Everything was fully in view. I don't even know what to say. I I, I can't explain it, Daniel, but it's amazing. Okay, so
0: according to TMZ, because maybe it's not what we thought it was. Move back. Back up off your microphone, you screamer. I'm not screaming at all, according to TMZ, because maybe it's not what we thought it was. Apparently it was a twerk session.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, but his hips were moving. That was not twerking. That was him straight up clapping cheeks, man. And he was. Look at the video I sent you. Plain as day. Dude's clapping cheeks. I I can't disagree with you. I mean, it is what it is, but... it. it
0: It definitely is what, it definitely is exactly what we said it was.
1: It's nice. You know, it's nice that that kind of joy can be had in a hockey game, you know, because you hear about it in baseball all the time. You hear about people, you know, in places like Tampa Bay, Cleveland, although why would you want to get naked in Cleveland? I've been to that stadium. It's either really cold or you're in the sun and, and you are burning. Progressive field is beautiful when they can hang the sign the right way, but good gravy. That's another story for another time as we're going to talk about baseball coming up in a few months, but uh, it's nice, you know, and at least it ain't a shit bursting pipe or fans beating the hell out of each other or the stands collapsing like you get in the NFL or it ain't a riot with murder like you get in soccer you know it's just a good old boy getting some good old times with some you know can you blame girls i'm just saying i can't i, I mean i'd do it well, I'd probably even pay anyway um we had another topic we are gonna not talk about that because sometimes it's best to let it's been covered enough so dan i said we put a big bow on this one buddy Let's do it. (sighs) Next week, you are going to get from us our wild card breakdown, our divisional card preview, and we're going to go from there. In two weeks, we're going to prep you for the AFC and NFC championship games, and we are going to give you a preview of the Royal Rumble. That's right. The Caps, Locks, and Chair Shots podcast is coming back again. For another one night only special where we give you all the news that is news going into the 2022 Royal Rumble. What's Johnny Knoxville's Odds? Mickey James, The Forbidden Door. It's all going to be on display in two weeks as the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast makes a revival. Well, another week come and gone, Danny Boy.
0: We are going to also be looking for some content creators. 100% correct. Go on. For the sports dispatch. We teased this earlier on. I said, me and Ed talked about it. We put it on hold till after the first of the year. And we're getting ready to ramp this up. And uh, so if you are listening, bye, please. Let us know if you're interested in creating
1: content. You want to create content and you want to join the team. Just respond to this post. Or the post we have putting up about our search for content creators. Now, just want to give you guys a heads up. This is a strictly for fun thing. We are not trying to get any money from this. So we can't give you any money from this. This is a strictly for fun thing. You want to have fun. We want to get our voices out there. We want to get your voices out there. So if you follow any sport, anything competitive, let us know. If you want to make memes, if you want to write articles, if you want to post a link to your podcast, if you just want to be affiliated with us, if you want to spread marketing and and want to get some practice pushing a brand, if you want to create graphics, do anything dealing with sports, get a hold of us. Let us know. We will be more than happy to talk to you, see where you fit in and see if we can get you at least someplace to post your creative outlet. The whole point of this and the whole point of the podcast Dan and I have been doing for the last How long has it been? Four years. Something like that is basically for our mental health to give us something to do, to give us a way to interact with each other and with people. This is another way of doing that. So while we can't promise you any money right now and we're not going to promise you any money in the future, this is just something for fun, a way to relax, a way to kick it and a way to just get it out there. Now, as I said,
0: we we can't promise you any money now or ever, but There is that potential to grow and there is that potential to where if this does become a streamable income, which neither one of us can keep our mouths shut. So you would definitely find out about that. um, (laughs) That is something that, you know,
1: we we would look into on a per article basis or something along those lines. But that is way down the road. This is just something to have fun with, guys. So if you're interested, respond here, respond to the meme, respond anywhere you see the Sports Mm -hmm. Dispatch. But, Dan, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Any parting shots?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, hockey will be ramping up. We'll be throwing in some NBA, maybe, some, and obviously some baseball offseason.
1: You know uh, what? Let's do that next week. Let's do, let's do an NBA one next week.
0: Okay. And uh, if I can get Ed to follow NASCAR at all, we'll even do a NASCAR show. Oh, hell enough. yeah.
1: Let's do one for Daytona. It's coming up soon. All right, guys. But as always, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And just remember, if your team's not doing so hot, it can always be the players to be named later who can make it better. See you!